The perfect vehicle may be hard to find, but shipments are arriving daily at McCarthy. Let us help you reserve the one you want. That's right. Pick up your next new vehicle before it arrives. Choose from Chevy, Honda, Toyota, Nissan, Hyundai, Subaru, Buick, or GMC at one of McCarthy's 11 convenient locations across Kansas and Missouri. McCarthy can help you order your new vehicle today. Visit shopmccarthy.com today to find the location nearest you. See dealer for details. Deposit may be required. All right, let's go ahead and get back into football and bring in GoPowerCat.com's Ryan Wallace. And uh, Ryan, you took the week off, and uh, it's a good week to take off. It's <laughs> the first week games are, are kind of tough on both sides of the state line. We did have some good games out there, um, but pretty much everything went to form. There wasn't really any huge upsets on either side, especially Kansas side when you play 116. Uh, I think the um, we, the one game that stands out to me, and, and Coach, I haven't told you about this yet, uh, Mill Valley against Topeka Highland Park. Topeka Highland Park showed up with 22 players. Um, Mick Schaefer counted uh, 13 fans, and they wanted to play with a running clock the entire time. Topeka Highland Park did. And then they got a kid hurt with three minutes to go before the half that they had to come out. And it was like a cushion, but they were you know stabilizing and that kind of stuff. So then they just went ahead and went to halftime, and then they just ended the game. There is your shining example of why we don't need 116. Uh, you know, Harmon at least finished their game against right, right. Northwest. But yeah, it's uh, it's definitely the 116. The Mill Valley Topeka Highland Park was the shining example of why that doesn't need to happen. <laughs> yeah, so you're not you're not putting a lot of uh, we're not going to make big news out of like one of the lone upsets being Bishop Miege as a ten seed. We're talking about <laughs> no, and that was a good game. That was a pretty right. that was a pretty good game. And 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 Tonganoxy was sneaky solid this year. I mean, that's a, that, we'll start right there in four A, and that's okay. a team that that uh, you know had played pretty well this year, and and they're done in the first round uh, to Miege. But uh, no, they. They were they were battling with Miege right there, and I think it says a lot about Tong and Oxy, but Miege took care of their business. Uh, this week we've got St. James and Baser Lumen. We talked a ton about that game uh, with uh, Adam before, but now you're starting to see some good games. You got Piper Paola and some things like that out there. Well, and, and just sticking with Miege real quick on the bottom half of that East Side in 4A. I mean, that uh, is a game that you know I'm I'm quietly intrigued by. Um, just to see, this is such a different scenario for John Holmes and the Stags to be in uh, they beat you know kind of like you said a, a salty solid Tonganoxy program by two scores last week but now they got to go on the road and it is a road trip for <laughs> PH, um, to Chanute and and Chanute over the course of the last few years um, has been very very productive in southeast Kansas and they've had um, some I, I guess if you want to say this some above average athletes um, that you don't really see coming out of that area. I mean, Ty Bowman is one um, that K-State was thrilled to get, and, and he's been getting on the field with the Wildcats. And I know they have a couple guys right now that, you know, they feel very confident can play at the next level. So, you know, Bishop Miege against a Chanute team that's only lost one game, you know, that'll be an interesting one. Uh, I think Eudora is primed to get to advance past Atchison. I just don't think the Redmen have seen – anything close to what Eudora will put on the table um, athletically, even though they're five and four Paola and Piper, you know, is going to be just a good old fashioned <laughs> frontier league, just bruised and battered and bloody kind of game. And that, that one will be fun, but guys, we've been talking about Baser and St. James since this bracket came out and uh, I will be heading down to the Andover area to watch Andover and Hayes and 
Uh, also get a quick glimpse, a brief glimpse of Andover Central and a preferred walk-on that K-State just offered and Isaac Sheeran, their defensive end. So I, again, will be away from the city. But as I said last week, if there was a game in the city that I would be at this week, it would be Baser Linwood and, and St. James. I think that is going to be arguably one of the most fun contests out there on paper. Ryan, you're much more intelligent about this than I am, but think about this in class six Derby. Obviously they're the defending state champion, but it appears to me in class six on the Kansas side, it's a short season right now. We're into a short season. It's one, two or three games to go. It looks to me like there's eight or nine teams in class six that with one loss, two losses that in a short season could make a run and be state champions. If you put together for three weeks, I mean, there's a lot of good teams in class six. Well, and you know, coach, I, I think back to Derby is so powerful um, that even Derby can intimidate a free state or a Manhattan or a Junction City or a Lawrence, um, schools that typically aren't used to being put in that situation. And I think back to, you know, what Chris Kleiman has said at Kansas State when he was at North Dakota State about when they used to go and, and beat Power Five and FBS opponents is you know, half the, the battle is getting your kids to not be intimidated during pregame, just when the other team shows up in their jerseys. Um, and like you said, there's some good teams in 6A. Washburn Rural is a, is a good team. Um, you know, they've beaten Manhattan, and that's Manhattan's only loss. Manhattan's a good team. Uh, Junction City, Lawrence, again, you're looking at teams, like you said, Coach, one and two losses. I think the difference is going to be, again, not that those teams don't have the, the – the components to compete um, because as I said, when I saw Derby earlier this year, it's not like they are some all-star squad. I mean, Dylan Edwards is kind of in a, in a league of his own, but the rest of that team for the most part uh, is just a really, really, really sound high school football team. They're not, um, you know, a bunch of guys like, you know, we've seen here in the city with some of the teams that North has put out blue Valley North has put out there in the past, um, you know, I think to some of the teams that Aquinas has had, um, at least along the offensive line, they're not just littered with power five type players on that Derby squad. So I, I do think that they're looking at 6A in the West. There are some schools that can compete with Derby. It's going to be, can you get your mindset to believe that, you know, at the opening kick and throughout the game? Well, and the 6A West had what was, I mean, maybe I shouldn't be that stunned, but Gardner Edgerton beating Dodge City. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Gardner had struggled all season long and had played a little better down the stretch, but they they handled them. I mean, forty-one to twenty, and then and I know Dodge City's not any great shakes, but that for all three of the teams to go over and get wins in the West Side in Week One says a lot about. I think uh, you know maybe we should think a little bit more about that middle bottom part of the Sunflower League. That's exactly what I was going to say, Dion. Is I think maybe that's not just a, a testament to you know Gardner Edgerton peaking at the right time, that staff having those guys. Uh, in the right frame of mind after a long road trip like that. I saw they, what, they pit stopped in Newton to do a walkthrough. I mean, when you're pit stopping in Newton to do a walkthrough, uh, that's a long road trip. But yeah, I think it speaks volumes to the Sunflower League this year. And, and you're looking at, you know, even in the 6A in the East, there's Olathe North, there's Olathe South, Olathe Northwest, Olathe West, uh, Shawnee Mission Northwest. I mean, granted, a lot of the, the teams in the East are going to be Sunflower League teams, but uh, teams that are, are winning records and teams that are, are really competing with each other. There wasn't a runaway, real runaway favorite in that league this year. And now we're kind of seeing why, because yeah. the middle uh, of that league was really, really strong. Yeah. Well, late the South went over Blue Valley North uh, last Thursday night was something of that. I mean, uh, it kind of played right into what Olathe, what Olathe South wanted to do. And 
Um, Blue Valley North showed that yes, they could throw the ball, but they they can't. They at this point were unable to do much else. Their defense wasn't great. Um, they could not run the ball. And, and Henry Martin, as fantastic of a passer as he is, is not a dual threat guy. And so you can let him stand back there for six seconds and try and find someone open. If you got eight on three, it's it's hard to do. <laughs> no doubt about that. And, well, and, and I, real quick on 6A, Dion, I think it's interesting. You know, early on we were talking about last week how there weren't a lot of compelling matchups on paper in the first round. And maybe even in the second round, if you're looking just off records, maybe not a lot of, a, of attention like you see a, a St. James and a baser or anything like that. But, you know, now you have Olathe South that's maybe peaking at the right time. They've got some confidence beating Blue Valley North. I don't know how much weather impacted that. Uh, let's see what they do against Blue Valley Northwest. You know, Olathe Northwest, Shawnee Mission Northwest, two teams that, you know, feel like they're peaking at the right time. And, and then you've got Blue Valley and Blue Valley West, which is just a huge rivalry game, or it was when I was a Tiger. Um, and I would imagine it still, still is. is. <laughs> yeah, to some extent when you've got Josh Korkemeyer, former Tiger, leading the, leading the Jags. And keep in mind that that was a, a matchup th- here, what, three, four weeks ago where Blue Valley needed 14 points in the fourth quarter uh, to get over the hump and really kind of put that game away. So, again, on paper in 6A, um, it might not look like it's going to be that fun, but I think from here on out, at least in the east side of that bracket, and, and like Coach was saying, maybe even out west, uh, 6A is going to get more and more fun. Yeah, and, and 5A, though, as we jump down to there, uh, Mill Valley, you know, we, talk, we talked about what they did with Highland Park. Um, they've got Shawnee Heights and that they've got to be Shawnee Heights is a pretty solid team. I, I think that, that they did a pretty good job in that UKC this year. The one that gets me is I, I want to know what advantage does Blue Valley Southwest have going through the EKL versus a Seaman team that looks pretty solid. That's the one that kind of, to me, says a lot right there. And then it's also same thing to Soto Pittsburgh, similar type deal. You know, Pittsburgh's they've done better on their schedule than they have in the past um, when they used to be playing Fort Scott and Chanute and those teams. And then they come up here and get beat. Um, those are the two games I want to see, you know, outside teams against local teams. Yeah. I mean, I think it's safe to say, and this isn't, you know, no disrespect to Shawnee Heights, no disrespect to the the season that spring Hill has had, but I think, you know, again, when you're just looking at it on paper, I, I think Mill Valley and Aquinas feel like pretty confident <laughs> teams that, that you can, uh, figure might advance, but you know, crazier things have happened, but those other two two games that you mentioned, you know, Seaman and Southwest is interesting because Topeka Seaman coming into this year was a, a team that I know some people out in, in north central Kansas and maybe even out in western Kansas that really have a good pulse of, of the state at, at this level at 5A were talking to me a lot about, hey, what do you think of this Topeka Seaman team? Because they have some guys on this roster that can go play at the next level and do so. We're talking at an FCS type of level. They've got some good players, but, you know, I'm interested to see Southwest has a couple players too. Now uh, they're three and six, but um, the defensive linemen, uh, they've got Zach Atkins, a six, four wide receiver. That's getting some FCS and even some power five preferred walk on interest. Uh, they've gone through the gauntlet. Blue Valley Southwest has is, is kind of become in a way what, what St. James has kind of done in four a they're kind of becoming that in five a where you just got to disregard the record because they end up coming and playing when it comes to 5a competition when they're not playing blue valley blue valley north and etc uh this will be interesting again another one that's a little bit of a lengthy road trip but i i wouldn't wouldn't put it past uh the t-wolves to get past seaman even though i think the vikings have a good team and then you know pittsburgh desoto 
uh, gosh, that's that again, we talked about, you know, that feeling like a frontier league game that kind of has that, that same <laughs> type of feel. I think Pittsburgh's got some really, really good athletes. I mean, above average, you know, top tier athletes at the five, a level, maybe even across the state. Um, they've got uh, Turnbull. That's the tight end that I think is going to be a division one type guy. That'll get a lot of attention here over the off season. Caden Barber is a fantastic running back um, with speed to burn. I'm interested to see kind of how DeSoto plans to limit Pittsburgh's uh, offense, but uh, that, that should be a really good matchup. And, and I think either one of those teams that come, come out of that side, I'm very intrigued to see what kind of game they give Aquinas. Cause I do think they can give, uh, you know, Randy Dryling's team a, a bit of a, a of a, a more competitive game than they're used to seeing in that sectional round. Ryan in class five, who do you like on the West side of the state? Well, you know, when I saw Derby, when I saw Derby play Mays, coach, it, it was it was something to behold. I think when Mays is clicking, they're as, as good as it gets on that side. Um, you know, I think Cape and I know is the one seed. They don't do anything that just overly wows me. Uh, I'll be interested to see, maybe not necessarily this week, but how they kind of look against maybe a Wichita Northwest or even a Salina Central that that has quietly gone seven and two this season. Um, Andover and Hayes is, is the game that I'll see the majority of this Friday. Hayes obviously has Jaron Canick. They've got a number of kids that, that can play at the college level, but they haven't been overly impressive uh, this year as a team. They, they squeaked by Eisenhower. They, they kind of find ways to win. If Andover can limit Jaron Canick, you know, I think that'll be the key to beating Hayes. But I look at that Mays-Bishop Carroll game on the bottom there uh, as being – you know, maybe the de facto 5A semi or 5A West semifinals. Carroll's coming off that overtime win against Hutch, a, a 500 Hutchinson team that they just did not look good playing. And maybe they got caught up looking ahead at Mays. Um, Mays ends up beating uh, Newton by 30. I, I think if Mays plays the game that they're capable of playing, they should win. But Bishop Carroll's that team that, you know, They've been in these situations. They've proven that they can advance as they did last year or last week. And uh, they will not be afraid, I guess, of what Mays puts on the field. So that to me is probably the one to watch in 5A West. And that that to me feels like the winner of that one, I would give the edge to advance all the way to the 5A finals. And Wichita Northwest is still out there, too. I'm just kind of wondering about them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they're younger. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but that's the, that's the, they, they, they don't bring back a lot of experience off the teams that went to back to back back right state championship. Yeah. right but as coaches alluded to you know you're going week to week right now and as yeah. long as you can keep those young guys confident and, and not maybe get ahead of themselves and you just go week to week you know there, there's absolutely the possibility that we see the grizzlies right back in pittsburgh again yeah no doubt well ryan it's going to be a great week we're looking forward to talking with you again next week yeah look forward to it thank you guys